blamed it on not having slept last night, or having slept too much, because of what he'd eaten or not eaten. Too much coffee, no coffee, but he'd gone too far by falling against Puccetti. And here they were, and here was the ambulance crew. Footsteps, noise, Puccetti gone, different hands, mask over his nose and mouth, hands under his ankles and shoulders, stretcher, ambulance, siren, the calming up and down of motion on the water, slow slide into the dock, bumbling about, transfer to a harder surface, the sound of wheels on marble floors as he was rolled through the hospital. He peeked through slitted eyes and saw the automatic doors and huge red cross of Pronto Socorso. Inside, he was wheeled quickly past reception and parked alongside the wall of a corridor. After some time, he heard footsteps approach. Someone slipped a pillow under his head, while another person put something around his wrist. A blanket was placed over him and pulled to his waist, and then the footsteps moved away. Brunetti lay still for minutes, eyes tightly closed, until he remembered he had to think of a way to put an end to this. He couldn't jump up and pretend to be Lazarus, nor could he push the blanket aside and step down from the bed, saying he had to get back to work. He lay still and waited. He lapsed into something approaching sleep and was awakened by movement. He opened his eyes and saw that he was in a small examination room, a white-uniformed nurse lowering the sides of his rolling bed. Before he could ask her anything, she left the room. Very shortly after this, a woman wearing a white jacket entered the room and approached his bedside without speaking. Their eyes met, and she nodded. He noticed that she carried a plastic folder. She reached out her hand and touched his, turned it over, and felt for his pulse. She looked at her watch, made a note in the file, then peeled down his lower eyelid, still saying nothing. He stared ahead. "'Can you hear me?' she asked. Brunetti thought it wiser to nod than to speak. "'Do you feel any pain?' He looked up at the woman, saw her name tag, but the angle prevented him from reading it. "'A little,' he whispered. She was about his age, dark-haired. Her skin was dry, her eyes weary and wary. "'Where?' "'My arm,' he said, having a vague memory that one sign of a heart attack was pain in one of the arms. The left, he thought.' The woman made a note. After a moment she turned away from him and slipped the file into a clear plastic holder attached to the top rail of his bed. "'Can you tell me what's happened, Dottoressa?' he asked, thinking that was the sort of thing a person would ask if he'd been taken to the hospital in an ambulance. She turned back to him, and he saw her name, Dottoressa San Martini. Her expression was so neutral that Brunetti wondered if she knew she was speaking to a human being— "'Your vital signs,' she began, pointing to his file suspended from the bed, "'offer a wide range of interpretation.' She closed her eyes for a moment and took a deep breath. Then she looked across at him, this time appearing to notice him. "'What work do you do?' "'I'm a commissario of police,' he answered. "'Ah!' escaped her lips. She pulled out the file, opened it, and wrote something on the top sheet— "'I'm feeling better, I think,' Brunetti said nervously, thinking it was time to stop all this and get out of there. "'We still have to do some tests,' she cut him short by saying. Then, perhaps in response to his expression, she added, 
Don't worry, signora. She looked at his chart. Brunetti, we'll check a few things just to be sure what's going on. I don't think anything is, he said calmly, hoping that the certainty in his voice would persuade her. Perhaps it would be better if you left this to us to decide, signore, she said quite amiably, convincing Brunetti that he was going to have to pay for his rashness. Brunetti closed his eyes in resignation. He had set this in motion. Now he could do nothing but play it out until the end. Voice suddenly brisk and professional, she went on, We'll take some blood and do further tests. I'd like to exclude some possibilities. It occurred to him to ask what it was she wanted to eliminate, but he realized that wisdom lay in raising no opposition. Good, he forced himself to say. Another set of footsteps approached. A male voice said, Elena told me to come, Dottoressa. Brunetti looked towards the voice then and saw a white-bearded mountain of a man.